0: Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw. Today we have special guest, Susie Hayes. We're so excited to have you,
1: Susie. How are you and welcome to the show? Thank you, Tamala. It is a pleasure to be here. I have really been anticipating our conversation mm-hmm. and I think we're going to have a great time today. Absolutely. You better believe it. So, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Let's jump on into it. Absolutely. I help people become freed from stuck Mm. by helping them access internal resources they never knew they had in order to create what they never knew they could. And I do that through psychotherapy, coaching, hypnosis, and writing and speaking.
0: Very, very nice. That is wonderful. So, you have a book
1: that's called Freed from Stuck, right? I do. I do. Yes. Tell us a little bit about it. It is a book that I wrote several years ago that was created to express the essence of my work. I hadn't really realized until up to that point that that was really what I had been doing all of my professional life through all the many dimensions of my work. And that I uh, was in conversation with a colleague who mm-hmm. uh, was had a publishing company, and, and he said, I know you have a book in me, in Ooh, you. And I yeah. said, I don't. And he goes, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, through conversation, in fact, we discovered this. And it has been such an amazing journey because what we did was we identified that there are really five elements that are essential to become freed from stuck. And we use the acronym F-R-E-E-D. So if I may take just a minute to kind of explain what that is about. Absolutely. It's a metaphor of, um, in fact, I have the book here in front of me. I just happen to have a copy of my book in front of me. (laughs) And on the front is a picture of someone who is running across a bridge. And mm. we use that metaphor to talk about moving from a place of being stuck to a place of free from stuck. Yes. So we begin on that journey across the bridge with F, which is to face the bridge. And that is about identifying the real problem, mm. which is often not what we really think it is. It right. is most often a pain point or some indicator inside of ourself of some need that is not being met. Yes. So it's really important that we're able to identify what is it that I'm really needing? Where is the pain that I'm experiencing? Mm-hmm. The second uh, element or step is R, which is... Um, To recognize the bridge, which means to look across the bridge and begin to identify and emotionally connect with where I really want to be. Mm. I don't want to be stuck, but where do I really want to be? So, this is about creating a vision, an emotionally charged vision of what I want and what my life will look like in my imagination when I am freed from stuck. The third element is an E, which is embrace the bridge. Mm. And this is really about cultivating a strategy, a way of moving across the bridge, identifying Mm. what you need to do to get where you want to be. And to set that in place in a way that is manageable and realistic and doable and something that uh, you can participate in and be supported in in crossing that bridge. The third element, which is the second E, is exit the bridge. And this is the element that most often we don't want to experience or we don't want to talk about Mm -hmm. in the experience of being stuck. And that is the element of grief, that in order to exit the bridge, very often we have to let go of what is no longer serving us. And even if we're willingly choosing that, there is still an element of grief Mm -hmm. because there's a familiarity in the patterns that we have, in the relationships that we have, the choices that we make, Mm -hmm. that we must recognize that. For the change to take place, we have to let go of and very often grieve Mm -hmm. what we're letting go of. And then D is to arrive at the destination. And this is also about arriving at the destination with an experience of renewed awareness of our destiny. Meaning, anytime we go through this process of transformation, of moving from being stuck to freed from stuck, there is an element of transformation in that that helps us get clear about who we are and what our destiny is, what our purpose is, how we want to live our life, the quality of life that we believe we deserve. Mm-hmm. So those are the five elements. And in once we arrive at that point, part of what is important to recognize in that is that accountability is part of what helps us stay where we're at. Yes. And that also there are many, many bridges beyond that. So we <laughs> build on that for the next bridge. Yes. Like, hey, I've gotten my pl- my life to the place where I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Now, where do I want to go? What is the next level in my life that I want to grow, to expand, to elevate, to and we then continue that process mm-hmm. because that's, that is our growth process.
0: Yes, that's what I was going to say. That is, I mean, all of those steps, that's the growth, you know, yeah. and it's so wonderful because you make it so you can actually, you can visualize, you know, you can see yourself at the beginning of that bridge. You can see yourself taking the action, walking across the bridge. Then when you get to the bridge, there's that newness on the other side of the bridge, and as you grow, you absolutely have to go through every one of those steps again. Yeah. But the next time, if you, because if you learn those things that are essential, the next time it gets a little bit easier, you know, maybe the next time, depending on what it is, it might feel a little bit harder, but at least, you know, the steps that is fantastic.
1: Yes. And and your point is so well taken because I always say to people You need to appreciate that as you grow, you're gathering resources. Yes. Like you have more experience, more insight, more wisdom. You have Mm -hmm. more options in your repertoire to problem solve in your life. So that's the beauty of growing and maturing. And we sometimes look at that from a negative perspective. Mm-hmm. but it's amazing when you realize that no one can take that away from you. Mm-hmm. But that's your tre- that's your internal treasure chest. And so yes. you can go to that at any time and as you say it it there will be new challenges. Mm-hmm. There might even be more difficult challenges, but you have points of reference that you can refer back to. So, yeah, point well taken.
0: That is awesome. I love that. So, okay, so everything that we're talking about here has action right mm-hmm. so you have some people that you know what you want to do but sometimes because you're kind of stuck right here you have that procrastination so yes. how do you how how what would you say of, to a person like i want to get across that bridge i just i just can't get my mind wrapped around it
1: that's a challenge of being human and particularly when we have so many demands on our time and we only honestly have so much bandwidth to work with every day and sometimes we believe we should be doing more than we're doing I always say to people part of what's important first of all is to recognize that even in the procrastination right now you're doing the best you can with what you have and we don't We're not able to do better than we did before until we have something different. So if we know how to do it differently and we have the resources and the energy and and the wherewithal, then we will do it differently. So procrastination is more often than not having to do with limited resources internally or externally or fear about allowing ourselves to cross that bridge That's because it's easier and you you made this exquisite point that it is about action and so sometimes it is easier to not take action than to take action yes. it's easier to stay with what's familiar even mm-hmm. if it's uncomfortable because sometimes we say, "Well, we stay with what's what's comfortable." No, we stay with what's familiar, right? Because we we get that we know what that feels mm-hmm. like, but we don't really know what it's going to be like if we actually cross the bridge and get to where we believe we want to be and where we deserve to be. That's... So procrastination can be um, any number of things, but it's very often about fear of allowing ourselves to go where we want to go or believe that we can go, or we question whether or not we deserve it. And so part of what is really important in dealing with procrastination is one, change takes place in smallest increments best. If we try to make massive change, we very often set ourselves up for disappointment or frustration. Now, I say that with sort of an asterisk at the end of that comment, because what we also know is that sometimes in life, change requires us to make a massive change, right? There's a diagnosis of cancer. We don't go, oh, well, I think I'll take little tiny steps here. No, no, we make massive change, Mm -hmm. right? We go into a treatment program that is massively different and massively demanding, so it isn't that we can't make massive change. it's just that over the long haul, over mm-hmm. that traveling of that bridge, very often making those changes in small increments is really the most manageable
0: I like that that's very very good um, and i'm I'm glad that you. You said that because a lot of people don't give themselves permission to take the small steps. Yeah. They feel like if I haven't moved, you know, from the F to the second E in two weeks, it's a problem when in all actuality, it's not as long as you're moving forward. That is good. You know, yes, Yes.
1: you You know, know, you'll you'll get
0: freed from stuck eventually. Yes.
1: I had an interesting conversation with um my trainer this morning and I said you know I'm really pro- I'm really happy with the progress I've made this year and uh he said yeah you've done really well and I said you know it's it was a little bit slower than I expected and he said well yeah and if you were working out more frequently every week you would have had greater change right, right. and yes. I said yeah you're absolutely right but for me honoring that I took the steps that I did. I was consistent in that. And I experienced change was very satisfying to me. And I also knew that uh, at one point I did have a, uh, an injury in my, my shoulder, my Mm -hmm. rotator cuff. And so that Mm -hmm. slowed me down a bit because I had pushed and I had gone beyond what my body was ready to do. And so that kind of caused a delay there for me for a couple of months. But I look back over that that journey in that one aspect of my life and I say, I'm very pleased. I'm very pleased because what I did was I developed some consistent habits. Mm-hmm. I I developed some consistent, manageable ways of putting this into my life and not resenting it or fighting against it. But it was workable and doable in my life, and it produced the results that I wanted. And that's what we want in the change process. We want to be able to be at peace with how we are doing our own change process.
0: Absolutely. And that leads to this next question. I, I, I feel as though mindset has a lot to do with whether you can move the way that you need to through, we'll say, being freed. So yeah. can you tell us how mindset it it really like what what mindset should you be in in order to be able to effectively
1: work these steps? Again a really excellent question and I would for the purpose of our conversation here mm-hmm. identify mindset as the connection between our mind and our heart. Because if we are simply choosing to make change or trying to make change Mm -hmm. simply from our mind, from our willpower, if you will, I need to do this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to do it. It's not likely to be very successful unless it is connected to our heart. And that's why the second piece of this in recognizing the destination is so essential because it is the heart, the fuel of the heart that helps us move forward. So the more vivid that image is in our mind, the more emotionally connected we are to it, the more we are emotionally charged the easier it is to cross because we have the energy, we have the fuel Mm -hmm. of the connection with our mind and our heart that moves us forward. So if we have obstacles or challenges or setbacks, we keep our mind focused on what it is we really want. Mm -hmm. And we allow our self-love, if you will, in our heart to move us forward.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. I'm a a big person where people used to tell me. Um, sometimes you have to get out of your head and drop down to your heart, right? But I love that you're saying you need your mind and your heart. You know, yeah. and most times I feel in my mind. Most times when I make, uh, when I make decisions in the mind, it's it leads to my peace. So you have the peace. And then you have the love, right? That is just that is that's so wonderful. That gave me chills. I love that. Yes. So I think that you're you're absolutely right. Oh, when I think I know you're absolutely right when you can get through to this other side of this bridge, get to your 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 newness by making sure that you have your peace and you know your mindset correct and your your heart. You know, the heart is in the right place. And if you can have those two connected, ah, life is
1: beautiful. (laughs) It is. It is beautiful. And it's also powerful, Mm -hmm. which I think is really important because when we're stuck, we feel frustrated. We feel helpless. Mm -hmm. We're vulnerable to self-condemnation sometimes even vulnerable to condemnation from other people of shaming um, people uh, criticizing us for being where we're at. And it is, it's a place that limits our capacity then to be able to move forward. But when we can access that internal state, then we're able to move beyond that and to be Both gentle and compassionate and loving with ourselves, and also to feel empowered. Yes. That is really, really important. Yes. To know that I can do it, even if I haven't quite yet experienced it or I'm not sure exactly how, Mm -hmm. to feel the empowerment that we are in alignment with who we are, what we deserve in our life, what brings us joy. What brings us purpose when we live in that place, it doesn't get any better than that.
0: I love that, and you know, of course, we know with my audience we talk a lot about codependency a lot of the the areas that you brought up earlier about shame and all of these areas that's what that's what we hold you know you you may. Uh, you're not standing on your boundaries. So, you know, later on when you get by yourself, you're like, oh, I should have said this, I should have said that. And then you find that shame, right? So, I love that you're finding a way to empower yourself. And, you know, we all fall short sometimes, but if you just keep in your mind that I can do it, I can do this, I can move beyond this, I can get freed from stuck, you know, that is
1: beautiful. Hmm. and hmm. to know that we deserve hmm. to live in freedom. Uh, let's sit in that for
0: a minute. Oh my gosh. You deserve to sit in freedom. That's beautiful. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it.
1: Because we so, can't make really good decisions in life out of fear. We can't mm-mm. make good decisions out of being stuck. But when we are living our life from a place of love, of Mm -hmm. self-care, of clarity, of freedom, then making decisions in our life is easier and better and more effective and more satisfying. Mm -hmm. It feels good. Absolutely. Feels good. Yes. So a lot of us that are
0: codependent have been in that state for a long time. So sometimes you feel like it's hard to break certain habits. So do you have any advice for someone that's just trying to figure out how to find the newness and how to navigate through life and leave those old habits behind?
1: It's important to appreciate about habits that they're formed through repetition mm-hmm. and they're most powerful when they're emotionally charged, either negatively or positively. So the brain records those habits. And they really become habits when they become automatic. Mm. So to change a habit means that you are considering a different pathway, if you will, in your brain. Yes, And it's also important to appreciate that as you are cultivating a new way of being, A new action, a new way of thinking, a new belief, a new way of being in a relationship, for example. Mm -hmm. As you are learning that, as you are repeating that and developing that new habit, it's important to keep in mind that the old habits do not go away. They can diminish in their powerfulness because they're not being repeated and reinforced. But we tend to default to familiar habits as part of how we are designed. It's part of our survival and our instinct is to return to the habits that are familiar because it's part of our our self-preservation. So if we really want to change a way of being, it means that it's going to require The repetition of a new thought pattern, a new way of being, a new action. But it also, more importantly, means that we must see ourselves differently. I I must, I must understand, I must know in my heart and my mind that I am worthy of something better. I must know that I have the capacity to create something different. I must know that I have the resources inside of myself to show up in a different way. And so it's about coming into alignment with who I am meant to be and when I am in that place, when I have that connection, that clarity, I'm going to respond differently because I am not going to see myself as dependent on someone else Mm -hmm. out of a place of deficiency. That's good.
0: That's really, really good. Thank you for that. Uh, I hope that everyone can connect with that. That is good stuff. Oh, okay. So I'm I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the book, and it's "Dare to Cross the Bridge Beyond Grief, Trauma, and Self-Sabotage to Discover Lasting Change Now." So, do you talk about the five? You talk about the five areas in the book, right? Do you do you have any courses that you use with the book? What can, how can people um, work with you? How can they come and get get freed with with your help, with your assistance?
1: <laughs> the work that I am doing right now is primarily in individual consultation. I actually am developing a course that will be coming out in the fall that that is designed to help couples become oh. freed from stuck. But that's still in the works right now, so that's just kind of a that's going to of-
0: be really good.
1: Yes, yeah, so I was actually asked to take my information and adapt it to uh, a what's called the HeartWise Academy. And so I'm on that faculty now and I'll be uh, developing that course here in the next couple months. But right now, the work that I really am doing is in my consultation work. So if people want to connect with me, they can go to my website freedfromstuck.com and you can sign up. I offer an initial consultation for 45 minutes. There's no charge, no obligation, but it gives us an opportunity to, to meet virtually and to see if it would make sense for us to do some work together. Mm-hmm. So that is really what I have available for people right now, besides uh, the, uh, the book itself, which is available both through the website, but also obviously on Amazon.
0: Absolutely. Amazon is our best friend. <laughs> Absolutely. So, hmm, just going over my notes. I made so many good notes. Let's see, we've got to we oh, we wanted to talk about self-sabotage. Yeah. So does that go, does self-sabotage go along the line of procrastination? How does that work? In your opinion
1: yes it can um in that procrastination can be a form of self-sabotage exactly okay um Mm -hmm. in that we want to accomplish something or get to a certain place or a certain state a way of being and we just keep putting it off and putting it off and so we sabotage Mm ourselves in that way sabotage your growth yeah that's true for sure Mm -hmm. self-sabotage is really an experience of Getting in our own way. Mm -hmm. It's about shooting ourselves in our own foot. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's about not allowing ourselves to have what we deserve to have in our life. And so, in that sense, we can self sabotage in all kinds of ways. Any decisions that are contrary to our well being, whether large or small, Mm -hmm. can be an expression of self-sabotage. So when I make a decision that I know is taking me in the direction of where I want to be Mm -hmm. and go, Mm -hmm. then I am caring for myself. I'm loving myself. If I am making a decision that is contrary to that, I'm doing something that I know is going to limit me, it's going to create pain for me or for someone else that I am making a choice that is undermining my efforts my intentions then I am self-sabotaging meaning I am holding myself back from moving forward in the way that I at some level obviously want to or I wouldn't even be thinking about it right
0: one one thing when I was, deep in my codependency, when I was learning the different tools on how to become a recover recovered uh, codependent, I, I had feelings on the inside that, in my opinion, it was self-sabotage. Like I, I knew if I do this, it will be healthy. If I hold this boundary, it'll be healthy. But for me, it didn't feel good. Right, so because it didn't feel good, even though I knew it was the right thing to do, I wouldn't quite do it. You know what I mean? Is that self sabotage? I want people to kind of understand.
1: Yeah. Let me ask. Let me ask you this: When you said it didn't feel good, what did you mean by it didn't feel good? It didn't feel. Okay. So it didn't feel good because
0: I was into people pleasing. So even in this people pleasing, it wasn't good for me. So I wanted to stand and say, no, I'm not going to do that. But as I was getting ready to say no, because that's not good for me, I felt bad because I felt like I was going to disappoint the person.
1: Okay. Okay. Because that's really important because we use words like good or bad. It's kind of generalized. And I wanted to know what did that mean for you? Because it could mean different things for different people. It was disappoint. I didn't want to disappoint them, even though
0: disappoint. it was best for me.
1: Okay. So if we look at that, you didn't want to disappoint them. Mm-hmm. What were you afraid of would happen if you disappointed them? What would you lose? I just, I didn't want people to be angry with me. Okay. And if they were so I think it was a fear. It's just of- a fear.
0: A fear fear of someone being angry, possibly abandonment. Maybe they won't talk to me if I say no. Yes.
1: So you would choose to relinquish the power of setting your own boundary and caring for yourself in that way. Because at that point in time, Mm -hmm. you're being able to be a part of the tribe, to belong, to be accepted to be valued or appreciated Mm -hmm. Um, and for them to have favor of you that you would be liked that need was so strong and so important to you that you would relinquish you would you could you would acquiesce Mm -hmm. choice of setting a boundary Because it was familiar to you to suffer the pain of whatever was happening around Mm -hmm. that relinquishment. That was familiar to you. You didn't know. I have no idea what's going to happen to me. They're going to be angry at me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to disappoint them. They're going to reject me. They're going to abandon me. Mm -hmm. They're going to turn from me. And so no wonder you would make the choice. I think I'll stay right here where I'm at. I'm good. (laughs) Until you weren't good anymore. Until the pain became became so intense and -hmm. your sense of value became stronger. Yes. Then you would say. No mas. (laughs) That's it.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's awesome. That is so, so good. Oh. So, do you have any advice? I normally ask this question at the very end, but I want to ask you now. When it comes to the audience and codependency and all of that, like do you have any advice on how to start to face the bridge? Because some people they're not they're not sure, is it time to face the bridge? Am I at that point where it's, you know, to start the freed? How would a person know and how do you feel like they can get there?
1: We will decide to cross the bridge when what we desire becomes so strong that we feel like in order to live, we must make that change and or that the pain of where we are is so intense that we can't stand it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I have often said, particularly in working with couples, I see this more often among women than I do men, but it's, it's a really interesting kind of internal dynamic that someone will be making a decision whether or not I'm going to stay in this relationship, mm-hmm. and I call it the egg timer decision. It's like there's this tick, 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 ding, and when a woman hits the ding, she's done. Yes, there's no going back. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting to me to to observe that. I've observed that over the years. It's this internal thing. It's this this struggle that goes on but there's something internally where she just says enough ding yes and and, and there's no going back there's- and at
0: that point she is facing the bridge
1: she is facing the bridge <laughs> <laughs>
0: that yeah. is so good that oh, is yeah. so good you keep you keep using the word pain and a lot of people are not Realizing that they are in pain. One of my favorite quotes, I'm not sure who it is, but they said, You won't change until the pain of staying the same is bigger than the pain of change. Yeah. And that's that ding. Like, I can't do this anymore. I'm not afraid of the change anymore. In fact, I embraced it. So yeah. I faced the bridge and it's time to get freed. Yeah. I- that is so 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 good so i want to say again Susie hayes guys check her out www.freedfromstuck.com she has fantastic a fantastic program her book freed from stuck guys go out and get it either go to freedfromstuck.com or amazon but I want to take a moment to say
1: thank you so much for being on the Codependent me podcast. This has been fantastic. Thank you. It has been an honor. And I, I really hope that the people that are listening will take to heart our conversation today. I suspect this might be one of those rewind kind of things to listen to, yes. you know, like what did, you, what did they just say? <laughs> it was good. And, and I would encourage people go back, listen, mm. noodle. But take in what makes sense to you in your own heart and in your Mm -hmm. own life, and then allow allow yourself to receive that and to create that in your life.
0: Absolutely, because you can do it. Mm, Good stuff. Well, audience, I want to thank you so much for listening to the Codependency Podcast. You could have turned on anybody's podcast, but you decided to turn this one on. So thank you. Thank you so much. And you have a wonderful day. And as I always say, you matter and your story matters. Thank you so much. Bye. I understand that nothing is more valuable than your time. So thank you for listening. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Codependent Me, and check out my website at codependentme.org. Thanks so much. Have a great
1: day.